Okay, so I'm Shana Gadarian of Syracuse University, and I'm here with Bethany Albertson of the University of Texas at Austin, and we are talking about anxiety in politics today. Um, so Bethany, we wrote this book, Anxious Politics, that was published in 2015. Do you want to walk us through what are some of the major findings of the book? Yeah, we, we looked at the role of anxiety in our politics, and we found that uh, when people are anxious, our major argument was that anxious people uh, turn to some coping mechanisms in politics. And our three major coping mechanisms in the book were uh, anxious people learn, um, anxious people trust, and anxious people support policies that are supposed to protect them. And, and the overarching theme here is that anxiety is an unpleasant emotion and that when you're anxious, you're gonna seek out protection. We looked at anxiety in reaction to a number of different threats, um, but what's most interesting today, I guess, is that we looked at anxiety in reaction to public health threats. What we found was that when people were anxious about a public health threat, that they would put their trust in medical experts. What was interesting um, and, and perhaps particularly interesting today, given our current context, was that people put their trust in medical experts um, regardless of their partisanship. And, and there weren't partisan contours to the direction that anxiety pushed people in. Which leads me, Shana, to ask you about the research you're doing now on public health threats in the in the in the time of COVID. Yeah, so I've been working with Sarah Wallace Goodman and Tom Papinski on a project looking at American responses to COVID-19. Um, we've been uh, interviewing the same respondents since March. We've interviewed them now five times and we've been looking at their public health behaviors, who they trust, and um, some of their attitudes about social welfare policy and how, you know, whether or not they want the government to do things like pay more unemployment for people um, for COVID. And um, the big takeaway from all of the data that we have is that partisanship is a huge divider, not only in whether or not people are worried about COVID, but also in the kinds of policies they want and their own health behaviors. So um, Republicans are much less worried about COVID and they are much less likely and, and they are less likely to say that they're doing things like wearing masks and washing their hands and following um, CDC best practices. That doesn't mean that they're not doing it. They're just less likely than Democrats to be doing this. And we chalk this up to the kind of differences in um, cues that people are getting from the White House and from the Democratic Party, um, plus medical experts. And with the, the White House undercutting these public health messages from medical experts very early on, um, including not wearing masks um, and that kind of thing. And so people in the mass public, when they're looking to kind of follow what they should do, they're, they're looking to their partisan leaders and finding very different things. So partisanship is a big theme in politics these days, up to and including the election. So Bethany, do you want to talk a little bit about anxiety over another part of our electoral system? Uh, sure, sure. So if Shane is covering anxiety and, and COVID right now, I'm thinking a lot about anxiety and the election. Um, 
And, and one of the projects I've done since the book is, is some work with a graduate student here at UT, Kimberly Geiler. Um, we were looking at people's reactions to vote rigging allegations. Um, vote rigging allegations in advance of the 2016 election um, were, were quite common. And what we found was that through an experiment, we found that people who heard about vote rigging um, were very emotional over it. It's a very upsetting idea, but they also were less likely to support some democratic norms, such as having faith in our electoral process or thinking it's important for the loser to concede the election. Now, you know, like you're finding with COVID, partisanship is a really strong theme here. Um, partisans or, or people in this country um, respond to vote rigging allegations in terms of, of weakening their support for democratic norms only when those allegations would disadvantage their candidate. So Democrats um, lessen support for democratic norms when, when their candidates hurt, same for Republicans. Um, so, so Shana, you know, one of the things I'm thinking of, you know, looking across from where we left off with our book, where certainly we saw partisanship having a role. Um, we showed it having a role in climate change attitudes and, and in immigration attitudes. Um, but since we see it with uh, your work in public health threats today compared with where they were in our, our research, um, and I'm seeing it in terms of um, attitudes towards elections. What's the, the normative implications or what's the through line, do you think, in terms of, of thinking about where to go from here? I think that we can see that anxiety can matter and actually move people across the political spectrum in the same direction in terms of their policy attitudes and who they trust. But what people are anxious about is the first thing that partisans seem to be fighting about. And if we can't agree over what the threats are, we can't agree as to what the solutions might be, or even what we should be anxious about. Okay, well, thanks, Shana. Thank you.